Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good Saturday morning and welcome into our Christmas edition of the Outdoor Show during this first official week of winter. She is here and welcome. Well, I returned from the Kansas pheasant and quail hunting trip yesterday, and boy, quite an exciting trip. I had a great time visiting with daughter number one, Cherie, the one that you uh, hear co-host on this show pretty frequently, and her husband, Blake, uh, my good friend, Janice Lamont, and our, our trusty hounds, Briley, Chance, Dixie, Emily, and of course, none other than Smokey. Uh, they did the job. We had a great time hunting pheasants and quail on those uh, expansive Ag Fields, located up in Palco, Kansas, and hopefully I'll be returning there for another trip. Got a lot of uh, action to talk about this morning. A lot of things went on while I was gone. Uh, David Cresson, our buddy with the Coastal Conservation Association, is going to join us a little bit later on to give us the latest comments and update on where we stand on the pogey regulations that have been proposed. Also want to remind you, red snapper season is closing at the end of the month. I'll give you some more details on that. We have had... Uh, Governor-elect Jeff Landry has appointed Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries positions. And I got to tell you, very, very surprising choice for the secretary who will head up the state agency that manages our wildlife and fish. We'll get your thoughts on that. Also, uh, we had some requests from listeners about duck populations and rabbit populations with the drought. I've got some info for you. We'll pass that along. And next week on the on the uh, New Year's show, or the New Year's Eve show, I guess you'd call it, traditionally our last show of the year, we uh, let you, the audience, select the baddest of the bad boys of the year. And you'll get to cast your vote on that. We've had our, uh, our committee, our selection committee, nominating, and I've got the top four finalists, and I'll share that with you a little bit later on the show. Today's case of the bad boys, we've got the case of the drone Deer hunters, hunting deer with the use of a drone, not good. We'll tell you their story. Also, for you Baton Rouge viewers of Bayou Wild Television, we've got a new time starting tomorrow. It will be on from 1230 to 1 p.m. in the afternoons on Sunday. I love that time on our affiliate station, WBXH, My 16. You can see it on AT&T and DISH on Channel 39. Cox and Etel on channel 16, and on the antenna is channel 9.4. That is WBXH, my 16. You'll see a new time for Bayou Wild Television. That's 12.30 to 1 every Sunday. All right, field reporters, we got them coming up with the fishing reports to help you find fish. Uh, today will be the last time you'll hear one of our reporters who has been with us for nearly 20 years. 
He's uh, he's hanging up the reporting part of it. Not totally fishing. We'll tell you who that is and talk with him a little bit later on. Also, that Browning uh, white gold medallion rifle you saw on my Facebook page with the Leopold scope. I'll tell you how you can win it. Also, the Coastal Marine forecast coming up along with your text to 504-260-1870. That's your connection to our outdoor show. Here's what you're looking at if you're headed out today. Uh, today's going to be the day. Tomorrow looks like a forget-it day. Today, east winds 10 to 15 offshore, 2 to 5-foot seas on the interior lakes and bays. Pretty stiff wind blowing 10 to 15. There'll be a light chop. But tomorrow, you're looking at a 100% chance of rain along the Gulf Coast at some part of the day. Southeast winds 15 climbing to 25, 5 to 9-foot seas. That is unfishable for sure. And on the inside, moderate chop, east winds 15 to 20 knots, blowing and raining. Do you like it? (laughs) I would think not. Average tide range, uh, for what it's worth, 1.4 and rolling. We're going to be right back to kick it off with our field reporters. First up is Robbie Campo. He's at Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. We'll talk to him on this heading into Christmas weekend where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, looking at the radar, we've got a light line of showers extending uh, from Lafayette through New Iberia down to uh, its approaching home. It's moving to the northeast pretty slowly, but it's light stuff. And light winds are being reported right now. But that's all fixing to change. Today's your day to get out there and maybe spend uh, Christmas Eve with the family because it doesn't look so good for tomorrow. Let's talk to Robbie Campo, get an update on Campo's marina situation. Robbie, uh, how's the weather looking down there and what's the water level? Well, the water level is just a little bit below normal, Don. Um, Not too, too bad, Uh, you know, because I had people – Worried about running around behind Stump Lagoon. Am I going to get stuck? No, you're not going to get stuck. It's not. It's not extremely low. Um, winds are uh, about two, three miles an hour out of the east. Um, you know, yesterday, Don. You know, uh, well, we're going to go back throughout this week here. Um, this past week, fishing was pretty tough. Uh, you know, we had some cold, uh, cold water temps. 
uh, kind of slowed the trout bite down a little bit. Um, you know, especially on our side, I, I don't I don't know what happened. I was told that they caught plenty down in venison in the river, but that's a whole that's a whole different you know ball game when you when you talk about the river and what's going on down there right now. But uh, on our side over here was you know trout bite for the most part was 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 kind of slow. Now you know uh, as far as redfish went, you know, if redfish goes in drums and sheephead and uh, freshwater cats start to see some bass showing back up in the in the Mr. Go going up the line towards Violet that way. Um, starting to see that again. Um, that you know those fish that are a little bit more hardier. They bite in colder waters. Uh, we saw a lot of mixed boxes this week. Um, I think today if you're gonna if you're gonna try to if you're gonna go out fishing, you know I always say if Saturday is your day and you come and fishing. Um, I would think I would stick in the Mr. Go or I would go behind the dam. Uh, caught some fish down yesterday by the Long Rocks. But, again, it was, you know, mostly bottom dwellers, you know, uh, sheephead and drums and, and uh, redfish, you know. So if you uh, not many trout. Um, Don, I'll tell you, I think what the problem is down, down here at this time of the year you know, I think people for, are forgetting how to fish wintertime trout, especially when temps get down in that lower 50s. Now, yesterday, the water temperatures did come up, and they did get up around 58 yesterday. So hopefully today, temp, these water temperatures didn't drop too much last night. I think they'll still be, you know, end up in that mid-50 range. And I think that hopefully this trout bite turns on today. Um I kind of like the I like the water to be around 60 degrees myself. Um, it might make that today. It might not. I, I, don't, I don't know yet, but I'm I'm assuming that it will. And if it does hit that 60 degree mark, I think you're going to see some uh, speckled trout caught today, especially up in that Mr. Go because I know they were in there. I know they didn't leave. I just think they got lethargic and didn't bite. Got it. Robbie, what can you tell duck hunters that want to venture into Biloxi Marsh? What have your duck hunters been telling you when they return to the marina? Well, uh, Don, not many ducks been seen over. The only place that they did catch, they did see any amount of ducks is right on the lakeshore um, from that Bayou Pedro going to by Biloxi area. Um, you know, not far off of the not far off of the lakeshore. Um, remember, you can't use mud motors in there. That's one of the, that's one of the problems. I think everybody has bought a mud motor today, you know, um, and, and wants to use it. Those aren't allowed up in a WMA, so that that kind of deters a bunch of people from going into the uh, WMAs, um, especially Bluxy uh, Bluxy Marsh. So you can't use mud motors in there, but you can use a if I'm if my memory serves me right, I think you could use a long tail. With no more than a 16 horsepower motor, maybe. Um, so if you want, but again, Don, not many ducks being seen on on that. They do kill some right as the front's coming approaching, but it's you know as soon as the front passes, you know I guess those ducks fly kind of back up north or whatever, and they you know they'll get one day out of it, and you know it's it's been a it's been a real crap shoot out there. It's, you know it's a hit and a miss deal. Yeah, Robbie, that regulation is uh, you can go, if it's 25 horsepower less, and it's got to be on the straight shaft, or what they call a long tail. Uh, the new, uh, you know, surface drive engines that go, you know, with the bigger horsepower, 
They are not allowed on the Biloxi Marsh, and, and that's kind of a shame because that certainly, uh, as you mentioned, deters people from using a, a very good public resource. But, you know, for years and years, that's how people got back there. They took the pirogs, put them in the boat, went as far as they could with the big motor, and then paddled out to their pond, and uh, that's, that's pretty much what you got to do. Well, you know, Don, and that's the way it kind of should be up in a WMA. Um, but, again, you know, uh, like I say, Duck Dynasty made duck hunters out of everyone, and, and, and you know, the mud motor became an easy tool. But, uh, you know, when people start abusing abusing the, the WMA with, with – and I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not – you know, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that people are abusing it. You know, jumping banks and making making new cuts, and look, we got enough erosion problems, and so they, and I guess they they kind of contributed to to mud motors, so that's out. So you ain't, ain't going to be able to use that. That's not going to yeah, work. Yeah. So, yeah. and we all know that's been that's been in place for quite a few years now. So, you know, um, but Don duck hunting, duck hunting, I think will get better this this month, especially if we start getting front after front after front coming down. And these guys will still kill, you know, kill a few birds right on a right on a uh, on a beginning of these fronts. Great, Rob. Before you go, uh, holiday schedule for the marina. Holiday schedule is we will be open tomorrow until ten o'clock, closed on Christmas Day. Same for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So uh, ten o'clock. But the, if you decide to come down and you want to go out. Um, the back downs will be open. We have a drop box there, and you're more than welcome to use the back down ramps. Yeah, some of those people are going to be wanting to put those shiny new rods and reels they find under the tree to use. They just can't wait. So <laughs> yes, for, them, for them, you got accommodations. Just use the drop box. Right, absolutely. All right, Rob, have a Merry Christmas, my friend, and we'll see you on the back side of it as we head into another new year. Yes, sir. And Merry Christmas from everybody here at Campus Marina and you know, and everybody out in Radio Land that listens to us every week, and we thank you very much. And, and uh, yep, I'll talk to you next Saturday. All right. Robbie Campo, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. All right, coming back after this little Christmas jingle, we're going to talk to Jeff Brewer, get you a freshwater fishing report. It's what we do on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And it's time for our fishing report with Jeff Rule, brought to you by Pure Fishing, uh, the distributor of Slammer 4 Spinning Reel by Penn. Slammer 4 is the ultimate workhorse reel, taken to a new level. It's got improvements to its Dura Drag system, smoother 8 plus 1 bearings, and it's got that line roller that's better sealed to repel that salt water. Check it out. It's called the Slammer IV or Slammer 4 by Penn, a product of Pure Fishing. 
And Jeff joins us now. And, Jeff, let's talk some catfish, man. This is catfishing time, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good time to catch catfish. It's a good, easy, cold-water fish that you can catch, good eating. Uh, just spots along the Mississippi where the river runs out into the marsh. They can be highly productive. Just uh, cut bait, shrimp, or gulp catfish chunks. You can throw it on a Carolina rig under a cork if needed. If it's a little rocky or something that hangs up on the bottom, you can throw a cork just to kind of drift it over the top of it. The Pearl River and many of the rivers along the Gulf Coast, are they just loaded with catfish. When I catch a big one, I usually just cut the tail, let it bleed down a little bit, and then when I fillet it, I get all the blood off. And from there, it's fried to kubion. They, they're delicious fish to eat. Yeah, you know, they uh, they call tuna chicken of the sea, but I got to think catfish is the chicken of the bayou because you, there's so many ways to cook it. It's kind of like a chicken. Jeff, let's talk about bass. Uh, where are we with regard to the, the spawn? Uh, we're about a month away. Usually in Louisiana, especially south Louisiana, it, they'll start next month. It, it all depends on the temperature. That 58 to 62 degree water temp sustained for about a week with the sunshine. You know, we're getting to the turnaround of the shorter days now we're starting to go to the longer days so it takes about a month but i've seen them spawn mid-january around south louisiana but the bass fish has been tough lately just the cold water it just it just makes it tough so i use suspended jerk baits uh and then something like a slow moving bait uh like a general uh above the grass just kind of moving it just hopping along the grass real slow uh, those are two ways i try to catch them this time of year when the water chimps around 50 but I did catch a few bass around the Mr. Go about a week ago when I was fishing for some trout. Uh, but then uh, didn't fish them long, but it's just a good sign. And I'm, I'm hoping all that salt water didn't move them too far. And as soon as we get a little bit more rain, a little bit more fresh water, they'll start showing back up down there. What are some suggestions for wintertime brim, you know, the, the bluegills and the goggle eyes, and also the white perch sockeye? The white perch are deep this time of year. If you're going to look for them on the main river, cover any kind of treetop things like that but they're gonna be 15 20 foot deep on the rivers around here and in some areas if the, if the lakes and is deeper than that they're gonna probably even be deeper than that but usually they'll start gathering up in january the white perch will tighten up into a group and if you can find a pocket of them you can catch some but then uh you gotta wait for the water temperature to warm up and they'll move shallow but brim is a good option because they're gonna hang around the docks and any kind of wood anything kind of warm up the water a little bit then uh, you just use minnows for the white perch and drop a jig down if you can see them on electronics. But brim, just a beetle spin. I've still been catching a few over on the pearl, just around treetops and laydowns. That's just the way to go. What's your go-to rig for lightweight fishing with those uh, the beetle spins for the brim? I just use the one sixteenth ounce mostly. You can cast a little bit easier with these ultralight light rods that I have. But I like the silver when the water's clear and then a the gold when you got a little stain to it. And then the trailer really doesn't matter what kind of color, but most time I just switch it off to a to a curl tail type grub, get a little bit more action. Got it. Well Jeff, thanks for the report and of course thanks for your reports for somewhere near twenty years. You and I have been doing this and this will be your last official report, but I I'm sure from time to time when you get out there you'll be sending me some information to pass along from our audience and on on their behalf thank you so much for your decades of, of giving us some really good helpful information to help people find and, and catch those uh, freshwater fish i've enjoyed it very much um great time for me to uh step away but I, i've enjoyed the 20 years 
it had fun and it's just a, gr- a great show you got and uh keep going and everybody needs the help on the fishing thanks a lot jeff merry christmas uh, to you and your family merry christmas thanks don all right there he goes jeff rule our, our big bass field reporter uh his his final official report he'll be checking back with us from time to time giving us some updates when he gets it we do have a replacement fear not and uh we will tell you who that is coming up uh, he'll be reporting on the right after the first of the year we'll start with a new field reporter we say goodbye to jeff brule but not forgotten and not totally gone away when we come back after this going to get to some of our announcements regarding the snapper season those appointments to wildlife and fisheries jobs and also some of your text messages coming in on this Eve of Christmas Eve, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, you got to love this time of year, huh? The holidays are here, the gift-giving, the visiting with family and friends, the time off from work, the great food, uh, hunting and fishing are in full swing. It's a great time of the year. I do want to remind you, if you are going after Red Snapper, and you probably won't do it this weekend because it's going to be a little bouncy offshore, but the season will wrap up on New Year's Eve. Uh, December 31st at 11.59 p.m., just as the ball drops, the red snapper season shuts down for Louisiana waters. We've had a really good run, made it through the entire year on our allocation, and they will be off limits after that until the new allocation for 2024 is set with new season dates and regulations. All right, for you rabbit hunters, we had a question about how did this drought, and we still are affected Somewhat by this drought, it's really affected uh, particularly southwest Louisiana's marshes and rice field for waterfowl hunters. But uh, someone posed a question last week, what about the rabbits? Has it affected the small game by having this drought? Well, I checked with John Terrebonne, one of our regular listeners. He's with the Convent Hunting Club, and if they're not out hunting, they're training and running their beagles. Uh, He says for us it really didn't affect the rabbits as much as you think a drought should. Some patches might have had a little less than last year. But other patches that were close to a water source ended up being completely loaded with rabbits. We're actually shooting just as many rabbits as we do a normal year, averaging about 10 rabbits per hunt, so 20 a weekend. So like a lot of things, if you have the water, you have the game. All right, we'll be back right after this quick 10-second pause, and I'm going to tell you who is going to be working new jobs at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. But first, we'll let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Well, Governor-elect Jeff Landry has announced some of his new cabinet positions, and one of those being the, they call this the Secretary of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, but it's way beyond a secretary job. I always thought they should have changed that. It possibly should be Chief of Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries or uh, Executive Director of the Wildlife and Fisheries. Anyway, he has named 26-year-old Madison Shahan to be the new leader of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. This kind of really is a shock to me and a lot of people. Uh, She resigned her job as an executive director of the South Dakota Republican Party to come take this job at Wildlife and Fisheries. From what I understand, she has no formal experience in ecology, biology, or conservation. I don't see where she has any practical experience, especially with Louisiana wildlife, fisheries, hunting, coastal restoration, uh, many of the issues at hand that we're faced with coming up in 2024. Now, uh, Landry explained why he picked Shahan. He said he cited her role in captaining the women's rowing team at Ohio State, and she worked on leadership issues with the university's then football coach, Urban Meyer. And if that's her qualifications, 
I'm not real high on her at 26. I don't know how much practical life experience she can have, but look, I'm not going to judge her this soon. Uh, yeah, she's got to get a chance, but uh, looking at her qualifications and background, a very surprising choice to head up the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, Deputy Secretary, Assistant Secretary of Wildlife, which is right under the head job, that will be Stephen Clark. I know Stephen. Uh, he is uh, comes from an enforcement background. He worked for Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in the enforcement arena. The Assistant Secretary of Fisheries will be Ryan Montague, and the Chief of Staff for the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries will be Tyler Bosworth. So there's the new lineup of the four top jobs in Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. And um, uh, Landry said that he's confident that with her and a team, she and they will reshape and rebrand the department. And I'm, I'm kind of all for that. I think that was very necessary. I think it's a lot. It'd be surprising to see when the time comes who he will appoint to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. Interesting choice by Mr. Landry. Your thoughts, your comments. Our text message board is open for you at 504-260-1870. And here's our friend David Hubble listening to us over in Mobile. Wishing all of our listeners a Merry Christmas. He's got some cooking to do. Pralines. Pralines for some of y'all. Roast beef for poor boys. Crab, shrimp, and melaton casserole. Woo! And after that, you need some cherry bounce. Sounds good to me. All right, we got old man Sam in Hammond. He says, daily limits of teal, blue, and green wing mostly. There are thousands of them on the Buff River in Caldwell Parish in North Louisiana. Yep, there's some really hot spots on the ducks. Uh, I was uh, working on the pheasants and the uh, quail up in Kansas. Uh, quite a bit of them. We found five coveys of wild quail, and uh, we were on a controlled shooting area, so we got to shoot wild and pen-raised pheasants, and I uh, got to shoot a couple. I shot a couple of hen pheasants. First time I've ever done that, and that's legal if you're on what's known as a controlled shooting area. All right, we got more to talk about with your text messages and more fishing reports. In fact, we got one coming up from Daryl Carpenter, who keeps an eye on Grand Isle for us. He's doing it even on this Christmas Eve weekend. We're back right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking in with Daryl Carpenter on what goes on on Grand Isle. Daryl, I want to start off with this. I had one of my listeners telling me they're changing the toll assessment on the Leeville Bridge, which I know you're very familiar with. They're changing it. Uh, according to this text, from the number of axles to the dimensions. In other words, if your truck is over 20 foot, it's going now from $4.50 to ten fifty for the toll. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> Unfortunately, Don, I'm not. But there's there's nothing that those folks will do that would surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I can't still figure the, con- the crazy configuration of that bridge. You know, it seemed like they went out of their way uh, well, to, to use as much concrete as they could. <laughs> yeah, well, well, look, I can understand the configuration. I just, I mean, because it was uh, always supposed to be a temporary thing. They are building the Golden Metal Leg, uh, and they're building it very fast. So that 90-degree turn for most people will be out of the equation real soon unless you're Thank going to God. Leadville. Thank God. Yeah, yeah that, but that phase of it has started. In fact, I mean... When they, if if you watched them build that railroad bridge um, over Lake Pontchartrain when they redid it recently, when they build from the top down, uh, that construction goes very quick. Well, good that that's happening, but uh, people need to be prepared. They got to dig a little deeper in their wallet to get from uh, 
get down there to Leeville and Grand Island. It, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> when they get down there, what are they going to find, Darrell? Describe what Christmas weekend is like on Grand Island. Uh, well, usually usually Christmas Day is, is not very very much. I mean, most people are are gone and are spending their time, you know, just huddled around parties in the gathering. Uh, the day after Christmas and the days after Christmas is when it usually picks up a little bit. However, it's going to probably be very much tempered this year with the weather that we've got coming through. Um, so, but, you know, the good thing is right now, Don, I mean, for the same areas, you don't even have to worry with that toll because as windy as it's been and, and you know, we're, we're falling more into our, our hard wintertime pattern, which means that our fish are going further north. Uh, your schools of fish are going further north. The bite's slowing down a little bit. So you don't have to fool with that toll. Put in at Leeville. Uh, Leeville still has a little bit more marsh than what Grand Isle's got left. And you've got those canals and stuff that you can hide from. We're averaging now, what, maybe two days a week that, that, you, can, that you can work those open bays uh, in between the cold fronts that are coming down. So you can launch in Leeville, stay in those canals. The sheephead are starting to roll real good. Redfish are showing up. The the trend in the redfish right now has been those, I guess they're two-year-old fish that all fall and during the late part of the summer, they were all at that 14, 15-inch limit, just shy of keeping. Now they're all starting to hit 16 inches. So we've got a new crop of redfish that are starting to show up, and they're starting to be on the legal side of it. And... Um, I mean, you can always put together a day, but stop short of Grand Isle, put in, if it's windy, stop short, put in at either Catfish Lake or, or at Leeville and stay in that protected water, and you should be able to scratch together a day. Very good. What about accessible for uh, bait down there on the island or in Leeville? What shops uh, currently have any live bait, if they do? Uh, well, Bridgeside usually, they've the last couple of years, they've started to where they're keeping bait pretty much all winter long. Uh, they've also started to where they're, they're closing now, um, you know, for the holidays. So I don't know what their schedule is, um, but they should have at least a limited amount of shrimp. The majority of the winter, the last three or four years they've had other than that, Terry's, uh, Terry's bait shop in, in Leeville, Mr. Terry's consistent with having menace. Um, he did, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He said they had a little bit of a rough shrimp year on that side that he was having trouble keeping some shrimp. But if they're available, I'm sure he'll have them. All right. Darrell, anything else you can add? Nah, Don. Um, just, you know, Merry Christmas to everybody. Be safe. Uh, watch that weather because this time of the year it can get really rough in that open water. And other than that, I mean, we're starting to book for 2024 already. And, um uh, you know, getting a few phone calls on that. So it's time to start thinking about next year and book those trips because once you hear the bite zone, usually the good days are gone. Well, you can find realscreamers.com. Go there direct to your site. They can link from my site, dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Give them the telephone number if they want to give you a call. Because I know when people book trips, particularly people that don't fish very often or go to a new area, they got a lot of questions about what they need to bring, what kind of fish they're going to find, and that type of thing. Where can they call you and get some more info? As they should have those questions, and they should find time to talk to it, talk to somebody about it. 225-937-6288. All right, Darrell, have a Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll be talking to you just before the new year. 
We'll see you next week, Don. Have a good one. All right. That is Captain Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, coming back after this, the executive director, CCA, going to tell us about the latest on the notice of intent to change the regulations, which a lot of you support, on the Menhaden industry. Also going to ask David to give us a comment about the new choices for Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery Jobs. We'll ask you the same question. Texas at 504-260-1870. That's your connection to the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, a lot of you know we have been tracking uh, the notice of intent uh, filed by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. They passed it to adjust the rules of the pogey boat industry. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time going over that, but uh, there has been some developments. Uh, at the last commission meeting, uh, there was a gentleman who did an economic feasibility study on if, in fact, those new rules are put into place, what would be the economic impact to the industry. And to comment on that is David Cresson, the executive director of Louisiana Chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association. Good morning, David. How are you doing on this Christmas weekend? Uh, it's good to be with you, Don. Hope uh, hope you're doing well. Looking forward to a great Christmas and New Year and uh, a great 2024. Uh, David, you know, the new regulations basically which would establish a one mile off the whole Louisiana coast, three miles in that very specific area of Holly and Rutherford beaches over there on the west side, and, of course, it would extend what we already have, which is a quarter-mile buffer, and the existing three-mile buffer at Grand Isle, that will remain in place. And there's also some reporting changes. Uh, one of the things the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission requested was an economic impact statement, something that would give them an idea if these regulations were passed. Uh, and I guess this information would also be passed along to the Legislative Oversight Committee, who ultimately would decide the fate of it, uh, how that would impact it. Uh, you watched it and saw it. How did you, Dr. Jack Isaacs, I believe, was the man who made that report. Tell us your thoughts on the economic losses if this is put in place. Well, the bottom line on that study was that uh, Dr. Isaacs found through his work that uh, if the industry were to not go and catch uh, another single fish, uh, then they would they would basically miss out on about 15% of their catch. So in other words, the one mile buffer and the three mile buffers that'll be put in place, those areas make up about 15% of their catch over the last three years on average. Uh, and so uh, potentially if they weren't to go catch those fish in other places in the future, it could cost them up to 15%. I think it was 90 jobs uh, and so on, which the industry was not happy with that report because every time they've ever testified, they'll tell you that it's 30 or 40 percent of their of their catch and six to eight hundred jobs that would be put at risk. And of course, this is just this is their the standard line that they use anytime they don't like it. It's it's all about jobs. It's all about not being able to uh, to catch the fish they need. We've known for years now that they were being uh, disingenuous when they used those numbers, but Dr. Isaac's study sort of proves what what we've always said is that you know the it's a it is an impact. They could certainly go catch those fish a little further out than a mile. They catch more than eighty five percent of their catch more than a mile out. So 
yes, there'll be an impact, but there's already, as we know, a very severe impact to our coast and our our recreational fisheries and our and our you know fish and wildlife species because of this industry. So going out a mile might impact them some, not nearly as much as they've said. Uh, and uh, and hopefully the uh, you know those will ease some people's minds about what this could mean to the industry. Well, the way I understand it is the 15% would be the maximum loss. That's if they didn't right. take those boats and move them and actually have them spend time fishing in an area that would be legal to fish. So that would be the maximum. It's going to be well below that. And I don't know if Dr. Ice has expressed that to where people understood it. But uh, Commissioner McPherson made a very good comment and said this is an indeterminate number. There's really no right. way to give you an exact figure, but I'd say 15% top end. I'm going to say it's more like single digits, maybe 9 8%, depending on how much time those boats would spend in a legal area as opposed to what would be illegal now. Do you think this is going to sway the opinion of the Legislative Oversight Committee any? Well, I, I certainly think it it plays in favor of having of having these you know these uh, regulations in place. But let's let's not play games here, Don. The, the legislative oversight committee is going to do what they're going to do. If they decide to hear this, which I believe would be a huge mistake, uh, then they're going to have their mind made up before they walk in the door. Um, I, my hope is that the commission, and we will have a couple of new commissioners by the time this is actually heard, that the commission will allow the NOI to move forward as is. The legislative oversight um, option will be bypassed by the legislature, and they will allow this to go to regulation. Um, as we know, there's a lot of political gamesmanship. There are very, very powerful forces working to have this NOI uh, reversed. Uh, and, you know, CCA and everybody that cares about this is doing all we can to, uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen. Your listeners can send their comments of support today to comments at WLF.LA.gov. Uh, between today and J- January 4th, send those comments in. Tell them that you support this, that it should happen, that it is good, smart, reasonable regulation, um, you know, and we can we can see this through. Comments at WLF.LA.GOV. If you're driving and you want to get that, shoot me a text and I'll send it back to you. Our text number is 504-260-1870. David, stay with me. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, I want to get your comments on the appointments of Governor-elect Jeff Landry to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. We're talking with Executive Director of the Coastal Conservation Association of Louisiana, David Cresson. If you want to join in with your comments, text us 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. We've also got fishing reports from Captains Mohabarak, Gallo, Lambert. Got a bad boy feature, some guys killing deer using a drone, and a lot more to cover in the second hour of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 